Welcome, everyone, to It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast, the podcast with four different flavors coming from four different gamers. I am your host, Patrick Smith, and I want to welcome my co-hosts, Nick Irwin, Shane Eisterhold, and Russell Rowe. Hey, Patrick. Where can they find us? Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastedifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. You can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram at It Tastes Different PC. And then last but not least is Twitter, where you can find us at It Tastes Diff. What's for dessert? We find the nutty buddy that fell out of the box in the back of the cupboard with Hidden Gem Video Games. In this episode, we'll talk about the Hidden Gem Video Games that we all thought didn't get enough attention or that maybe we think most people don't know about that we've kind of discovered over the last course of a few years in our video game you know, playing stuff that you know, a lot of us have not heard of until one of us played, or maybe the others didn't play it and we played it. So let's kind of start this one off with, how about Nick? Why don't you give us the first game in your Hidden Gems list? So I'm going to start off with uh, year 2020. So these are games that, uh, or at least this is one game that in 2020 that I think we should have all played. And you may have heard of it soon, or uh, uh, if you listen to our game rev- last game review, which is 13 Sentinels. Uh, 13 Sentinels is a great game, and it's a hidden gem. I think it's a game that a lot of people don't know about, and I think it's one that a lot of people should experience. If you listen to our review of 13 Sentinels, I think we'll find that we all really love this game, and it's a game that we all think that uh, is great in that, you know, for for all of us, I don't think any of us heard about this game. You know, it was like I, like we said in the in our cat in our podcast about this game. It, it was a game that I heard about in a pot in a separate podcast. <laughs> you know, of people talking about this game, and where I looked it up and and, and got it, and then and then you know kind of relayed how much I like it, and then every, we all decided to review it, and we all got it, and we all enjoyed it a lot. So, I think certainly Thirteen Sentinels is one that came out. You know, it is on PlayStation 4, and it came out toward the end of PlayStation 4's lifespan. You know, now we have a PlayStation 5, so I think it was one of those hidden gems that just came out towards the end. Which, that happens a lot with a lot of games that come out towards the end of uh, a, a console's lifespan uh, that are really good games, and this is one of them. So, for me, 13 Sentinels, uh, you know, as far as starting off, you know, I got others, but as far as starting <laughs> off, 13 Sentinels is my first one. I want to put out there. Uh, Shane, what about you? What, what's what's a game that uh, uh, that needs to be looked at more often? Well, I was going to say 13 Sentinels, but somebody had to steal mine. So, But no, uh, I'm going to start off with some older games because they still hold up. And, and, and my in my eyes, I think they're still fantastic. Uh, Armed and Dangerous from LucasArts. Back in, God, what was that, 2098, something like that? 2003. It was a LucasArts game, um, and it was one of the funniest damn things I've ever played. The weapons in it were stupid and fun and crazy. The storyline was absolutely ridiculously fun. It, uh, it was one of those games I picked up from Best Buy, I think it was. Or not Best Buy, excuse me, uh blockbuster uh when they were going out or uh when they were going on strong and then 
never seen anybody ever rent the thing. They had one copy. I picked it up because I had a coupon and nothing else to do. And boom, I never enjoyed a game so much in my life. I mean, to me, it's still one of the funniest games I've ever played. Uh, you can play it on Xbox still. It is backwards compatible. Definitely give it a try. Um, but uh, if I don't know if anybody in this group ever played it, but you need to. It is freaking hilarious. But that's my first one. What about you, Russ? Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go with um, I'm gonna switch it up and go back to this year. And even though this game didn't necessarily, or I should say, this last year, 2020, even though the game had been out for a little bit in Japan, even though the game had been around for a little bit, and the series is popular amongst uh, a lot of RPG gamers and stuff like that. But when I talk about this game to general public of gamers, uh, of guys that are either casual gamers or just a little bit above casual gamers everywhere I go, they, they really haven't heard of the game. And that's Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, even though it is probably, it is rated, actually not probably, it is rated very high and, and everything like that, there's not a lot of people that really know that game that's outside of like really hardcore gamers. Not only that, but for me personally, uh, for a game like this, for me to enjoy it that much, when we first said that we were going to review it, I was like, oh, we're just desperate for a Series X game. I was like, man, we just, it's like we only had one of three games to decide to really play at release, and this was one of them. And I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, 85 hours later, I still have it installed, and I go and I run can missions, and I, and I do batting practice just so I can try to get, you know, certain achievements and stuff. So, I mean, it is kind of a softball, you know, thrown to me, and, and, I, and I knocked it out of the park with that because it is kind of a popular series. But for me personally, uh, that is a hidden gem to me, uh, for me personally, maybe not in the scheme. So, Patrick, what about you? What's your first one? So I'm going to go with an older title myself, you know, something from like, not all the Shane, obviously, but I'm going to go with something like 2016, <laughs> 2018 that I don't know if any of you guys have played. But it's all of like a storytelling hilarious game called Her Majesty's Spiffing, The Empire Staggers Back. <laughs> so I don't know if any of you guys have played those, but it's by a studio called like Billy Goat Entertainment. And it's just it's just humor. It's just funny humor all around. It it's a really funny game. And it's almost like um looking back on it, it's almost like uh it's telling the future because the game is like uh a a storytelling game of when the uh, the United Kingdom withdraw from the European Union. <laughs> so it's almost kind of a, a future telling game, you know, it's Nostradamus of video games because <laughs> so, I mm. mean, and it's hilarious. It's very funny. Um, they're on like a, sh in the game, you're kind of like on a ship called like, I think it was like the HMS S imperialist, but it's like a mini Cooper converted into a spaceship. So very, very much uh, UK English humor, but it's a hilarious game called, and basically it's called Her Majesty's Spiffing. So funny game. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. The title is what caught my eye, and I'm like, what is this? You know, so I had to check it out. Good game. You should check it out if you're into like point-and-click style adventure games. It's storytelling, uh, point-and-click adventure, but really funny game. Uh, so uh, have any of you guys played that one? Uh, no, but I want to just from the title alone. <laughs> well, it is on Xbox One. It is on Xbox, so it's also on the Switch and everything else. Um, All right. So, Nick, what else you got for us? What's on your list? 
Uh, the second game I have on my list is also a 2020 game, and that's Since, a cyberpunk ghost story. Um, I am playing that on our, U- or on our YouTube page, so check that out. I do have the first two episodes of that game. Um, this game, I don't think a lot of people knew about this game coming out. I mean, it did have some controversy with uh, some of the, you know, it's kind of manga in that sense of, you know, anime type, uh, you know, big breasted and big bootied women and various things like that. But uh, the game centers around, you know, it's a 2D side scrolling game, a 2D, 3D kind of sense in a, in a way. Uh, but it's, it's kind of reminiscent of Clock Tower and, you know, games like that, like Fatal Frame and stuff. And uh, so far, this game is really good. And uh, I think so far it's only out on the Switch and PC, but I believe it's coming to the PlayStation and Xbox at some point because uh, they do talk about that in the in the options menu. It does talk about using an Xbox controller and PlayStation controller, so I assume that it is coming out for those consoles. I don't I don't 100% know that, but it almost seems that way. But this game is really good. Um, so far, I'm really enjoying it. I really like it. I haven't gotten to the end of it yet, but uh, so far it's really good, and it's a really great game, and I think uh, just a lot of people probably don't know about it. They may know a little bit more about it because of the controversy around it, and it's stupid controversy, but other than that, I don't think most people would you know, pay attention to this game, and you really should because I think it's a really good uh, a really good game, and I'm really enjoying playing it. So yeah, since I didn't hear about it until you told me about it. Yeah, it's got a very high user rating. I think on like Metacritic, it's like a nine point six. So yeah, it's really, really good. I really like it so far. It's really enjoyable. And I, and I, yeah, and I, and I think I heard the same thing that it was coming to PlayStation, but I hadn't heard about it until you'd said something. But like I said, it's getting a definitely a really high game, really high review, and it's on my to play list as well. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a really good game. Um, so you know it's on Steam right now, and it's and like I said, I think it's on Switch as uh, Switch as well, and I think it's coming to the Xbox and PlayStation at some point. I don't know when. I don't think they've said anything, but it, it does have like I said in the options menu it does talk about those platforms. So I would assume it is coming to this. And it's so only a twenty dollar game. Yeah, so it's a cheap game. So yeah, check it out. I mean, like if you have a, a Steam or or a Switch, you know, download it. It's it's a great game. It's really fun, um, but. Uh, Anyway, that's that's my second one. Uh, Shane, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go with another uh, old game here uh, that uh, today still holds up, and that's D2 for the Sega Dreamcast. Um, I, when I first played it, I thought it was going to be kind of a Resident Evil type of game. Uh, it's not. It's, it's more inclined to uh, Parasite Eve. It's more story-driven. Uh, very, very very good narrative story throughout the entire game. That was one of my favorite things. Uh, it was, it was uh, had some survival elements, a little bit of RPG. It was just such a good game, such an underrated game for the time uh, because Dreamcast was uh, uh, just a dang failure for, of a launch. Uh, it was one of those few games that just you know never got played because uh, Dreamcast didn't do well. It was an amazing system, but uh, you know Sega just dropped the ball big time. But the game would, itself was that's fantastic. Interesting. That's interesting, interesting that you picked that because I, I mean I wouldn't consider that a hidden gem. Maybe an underrated game for sure because everybody rated that game like it was garbage. 
Yeah, I think it's they're, average they're is all in the wrong. 60 percentile. I think is what average uh, were for that game think, back in the day. I think that it's probably about right. Um, uh, see, yeah, right here, Metacritic gave it like a 69. Uh, so, but uh, they're wrong. Um, the <laughs> game is fantastic. Uh, I really, it, it's one of those games to me that uh, might just be a me game, but I think more people need to give it a play. A lot of people didn't get a play it at that time because a lot of people didn't buy the Dreamcast because, you know, Sega just dropped the bomb. And you ain't gonna um, get to play it right now unless you play it on a ROM where you can find a Dreamcast yeah. that's affordable. Because Dreamcast uh, retro console is not affordable. <laughs> a Dreamcast, Dreamcast is get not is pretty 50 affordable. Bucks, 50, 60 yeah. bucks. The game is 140 on average. You know, uh, and there's funny, no Shane. way in hell I will pay that. You know what's funny, Shane? Is for your birthday and various things, I've looked at this game to buy it for you. Because <laughs> oh, I, I know you love it so much. It is. Uh, it is. Know how many times I've looked up this game, like just for you, because I know how much is, you love it. It is absolutely one of my my favorite gaming memories of all time. This game, um, and there's very few games that I can put into that into that area of that is the you know that's my gaming life right there, and that's this is definitely one of them. Uh, and yeah. like I said though, so, it didn't get played. A lot because it just it didn't sell a lot because the console didn't sell a lot. So then that but, goes to say, is it worth the hundred and fifty dollars that you would need? Because do you have a Dreamcast, Shane? No, but as soon as I can find a copy of this that ain't one hundred and fifty bucks. Well, I mean, you could buy I, it right now on Amazon for a hundred dollars. Uh, man, I my I think my wife would divorce me, murder me, and then remarry me just to murder <laughs> me one more time uh, if I paid a hundred bucks for for a. Uh, 20 god dang 23 year old game <laughs> uh but i honestly i would pay 100 bucks for it if i wouldn't get murdered i honestly would <laughs> let's see how much i paid for a game uh yeah I, i've i've been with nick when he spent 100 dollars plus on a video game and this was at a retro con yeah but see there's a difference his girlfriend could walk the hell away <laughs> my <laughs> My wife, she walks away. She's taking all my stuff with her. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I guess you could try to get one, but a hundred bucks. <laughs> but eBay has some for sixty-five. Ooh, I didn't uh, see. I don't oh. like eBay. That's but Japan version. If anybody yeah. has it lying in grandma's closet or something, man, grab it, play it. You got to. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like I said, that's one of those games that when you think of. When I think of my favorite gaming memories, it's D2, Dragon Le Legend of Dragoon. I mean, there's very few, but I can name them all. What about you, Russ? What's your next? Uh, I'm going to go back, not necessarily way back in the day, but, it, and again, this, now that we kind of said that about Shane's game, I, I kind of worry, like, I don't remember huge fanfare with this game, but I do, I don't remember that it was hated or anything, but it, and, and I'm probably going to blow everybody's mind because they probably are not surprised. They'll be surprised that I say this game. And the game is called Soldier of Fortune 2 Double Helix. It was I released for. I love that game. Love that game. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. So this, for me, came out, it was released in, in May 20 of 2002. 
for those that don't chronologically know my life, that was the time that I really got into PC gaming. This was right before MMOs started to hit like really hard for me. But this was a game I was in the BX, uh, which for those that don't know is a military Walmart. Uh, I went in there and I saw this and I was like, well, this looks pretty cool to get it in. Uh, Raven Software developed this game. For those that don't know, Raven is now part of Activision. Uh, uh, and, and they they do play parts in some of these new modern warfare games and stuff. But this was like this is like the OG to me. This is the OG next to like um, like it's like the rated R version of Counter Strike to me. Like you could shoot heads off, you could shoot arms off, you could Limbs. do like I mean everything <laughs> that you could think of. Uh, it's based on a story about a Vietnam veteran, an actual real life person named John Mullins. Uh, it, it's the the sto- some of the missions in there are actually uh, uh, real life missions and assignments that he went on. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, it, it was that first like, I mean, yeah, I played Doom and I played some first, but this was like the first first person shooter beyond Counter Strike that I was like next to Half-Life. So this and Half-Life kind of go hand in hand, but we all know how loved Half-Life is, so I'm not even going to go there in Hidden Gem. I think this is a hidden gem just because it it, it wasn't a, a hugely popular game, I think, in the day. I, obviously, three of, out of the four of us, Patrick probably still remembers it too, but th- th- that for me was was definitely one of those. And so... I'm going to kick it on to Patrick because I could talk about this game for a while, but, you know, let's see what his next pick is. So I am going to pick one from this year, um, this time around, and it's <laughs> one that uh, we all played, uh, but I don't think a lot of people played because when I talk to most of my friends and stuff outside of, of our gaming group, they have never heard of or played this game, but it's a great co-op game that came out this year that more people need to play. It's Deep Rock Galactic. All four of us played that. But a lot of people outside of the gaming groups that I'm in haven't played it. The casual gamers haven't played it and stuff like that. So it's definitely a, an interesting concept for a game. And it's a quick little four-player jump-in, jump-out style game, you know. I, it's really quick quick matches, too. I mean, we played countless hours of that game with the four of us have. And it's just mm. one of those things that, you know, if you look at, like, Metacritic and stuff like that, it's only got, like, 100 and. 30 or 300 review 300 rating 300 people have rated this game which is not very many people when you consider how metacritic and stuff like that goes so i would consider this one a hidden gem outside of uh you know most people that are play a lot of games because you know well i mean we only really played it because of game pass i mean if it wasn't for game pass we wouldn't have played deep rock galactic Uh, it was a very enjoyable game i agree yeah so you know it's one of those ones i think is a hidden gem that came out last year in 2020 and, and not very many people played Nick, what else you got for us? Well, I got a game that uh, I wasn't too fond of. Uh, I liked it, but it wasn't really my cup of tea. But I think it is a game that uh, from last year that uh, is kind of a hidden gem, which is Immortals Phoenix Rising. Um, I think that game came out towards the end of the scope you know it is a ubisoft game so it does have kind of a you know a little bit more spotlight than most games but i think this game kind of came out towards the end and ran a lot of big titles and it kind of got hidden in the in the in the weeds of things so again it wasn't really my cup of tea but i think immortals hit uh phoenix rising is a is uh, you know when i said in my review i think it is a great game 
And so I think it is a hidden gem. I think it's a gem that, you know, if you've been playing a lot of Ubisoft games and a lot of uh, Assassin's Creed and various things like that, it's very reminiscent of those Ubisoft games, but it's a very good one. And it's a very good one that I think a lot of people should experience and play uh, because it's, it is a, it is a little bit different than, than most Ubisoft games. Um, it kind of follows the same structure, but it kind of deviates from that too with the uh, different gods and, and various things of that nature with their commentary and stuff. So um, yeah, I think Immortals Phoenix Rising is a, a hidden gem that I think a lot of people will probably miss out on because just, you know, we had cyberpunk and, uh, Call of Duty and all that stuff that came out around that same time, and even Assassin's Creed Valhalla came around at the same time. Um, that a lot of people will miss out on Immortals: Phoenix Rising that should should play it. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was a, a fantastic game. Russ had the best analogy for it with its uh, Saturday morning version of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I mean, it it, it didn't have all the seriousness and the dragging and yeah, that was a game I wasn't expecting to enjoy as much as I did, and absolutely loved it. Nice. What about you, Shane? Uh, well, my my next game, uh, you guys probably never played. Uh, I grabbed it off of Game Pass. It was called Sh- Shyness: The Light Lightning Kingdom. It's a little RPG. It's a uh, real cutesy uh, characters. Kind of got a. Uh, zelda vibe to it um but it's it's just like the sweetest little rpg it, I, I only got maybe 14 15 hours into it if that uh came out on three years ago four years ago something like that um and but it was a, it was a, just a fun sweet little game uh it was just a little indie developer um i'm god i'm not even sure who did it uh i'd have to look it up i just remember uh, it was one I think I mentioned to you, Nick, uh, when we were playing different games or something at that point. Uh, but it, it's just a sweet little game. Uh, it's great old school mechanics. Um, characters are very reminiscent of Final Fantasy IX, almost knockoffish in a way. Uh, but That's what I was going to say. It looked, looked very fam- the old Final Fantasy anime yeah. character kind of style. Yeah, and it's uh, but it's just uh, it's just a sweet game. It really is. It's it's one that you can drop in and out of, uh, because it's not like overly bearing and complicated and all that. But it's fun. Uh, it's a good little story, um, and it was one I can't even remember why I grabbed it. I think I was just wanting uh, an RPG at that point, and I was like, eh, let me try it, and I did, and I just. I couldn't say I couldn't say any nicer things about it. I mean, the combat could have been a little more, uh, oh, a little more uh, hands-on. But other than that, it's a great game. I really enjoyed it. I think a lot of people should give it a try. You know, if you get time, guys, just you know, jump in it for a little bit and see what you think. I I really like it. Um, but uh, that was probably. That was probably one of those few rare games where I was like, you know, I'm going to try this, and I really ended up enjoying it a lot. What about you, Russ? What's next on your big boy list? Well, you know, as the pattern we're going, I should pick a game from 2020, but I don't really have much more hidden gems of 2020 because, but I do have a couple from the this year playing. Now, a game that I picked up out of nowhere 
um, that I am really starting to enjoy. I'm playing just a little bit on the side as we as we do other things. This game was released in 2014. Uh, Patrick hasn't got, given it a shot yet, but I have I have enjoyed it. It is a gorgeous-looking game, even for being made in 2014, and it's Child of Light. Uh, Ubisoft Montreal is 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 the uh, publisher of that game, um, and I am enjoying it. It's a very cute story. It's a very it's a very the it's a female protagonist, uh, like a small girl that's a protagonist. It's it's kind of like a mixture. Of something like Unraveled or um, something like that, kind of platformy, but not really bad. With an RPG, there there's a turn-based uh, fighting in it um, that is that is unique and different. Um, but it's just a very beautiful game uh, in the sense of kind of bringing you back to like a childlike moment. Um, I, I've enjoyed. I put in about six or seven hours and like i said i'm just putting a little bit in as we get some time um and i'm excited about finishing this game i don't know that it was released so much fanfare but it is highly rated um but there's like uh, i think patrick was saying about one of the games earlier it's not there's not a bunch of reviews on this so it, it leads me to believe that there wasn't you know a bunch of cells but there's but every review is is a nine out of ten or better so uh, and that's 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 my next game, and then so uh, moving on down the list there, Patrick, what you got next? So mine's it may not be too much of a hidden gem, but it kind of is to this extent that I didn't even know it had came out until Nick had mentioned it to me, and Nick and I played it from start to finish. Uh, and that's Streets of Rage Four, <laughs> that came out this year, and I didn't even realize it came out, and it was on Game Pass, and we played through it from start to finish, <laughs> and we beat it. So was a fun game. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did not realize that it was coming out. You know, I, I haven't heard a whole lot about the Streets of Rage uh, games for quite a while, but me and Nick played through quite a bit of it. Ah, well, we beat it. I think we beat it in like two sessions, didn't we, Nick, over a weekend or something like that? Yeah, pretty sure we beat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a fun game, and, and like I said, a little hidden gem that you don't hear much about. Um, you know, besides, I guess maybe... What happens, though, a lot of times is these smaller games just get kind of buried by these AAA titles, and most people don't catch on that they came out and stuff like that. So uh, I consider this one a hidden gem, and if, if, you've got a, if you've got a co-op buddy, it's definitely worth the playthrough because this is reminiscent of the old ones. just reminds me of all the old-style arcade games you know, that used to play with two players. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot yeah. of fun playing through it. Yep, yeah, definitely. It, it, it definitely gave you that uh, old-school vibes, and I really, really enjoyed it. Yep, like I said, we we played through it, and we, I mean, we sat through two set. I think it was two sessions, like a Saturday and Sunday, and nobody else was on, so Nick and I played through it, and we beat it. Obviously, those games aren't very long to begin with, but you know, it was just fun playing through it, and it was definitely a nostalgia of the old school, old school beat 'em up arcade games, you know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Nick, what else do you got for us, man? Well, uh, sticking with my 2020, I have stuff from beyond 2020, but I'm going to stick with 2020 and get my 2020 list done. Uh, the next one is Control. Control is made by Remedy. I don't think Remedy gets enough attention. I love this developer, everything they make, and Control is definitely one of their great games. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Control is kind of out there, you know? I mean, it, it does have reviews and, and people that talk about it, but I just don't I, – I think a lot of people talk and don't actually play Control. And I, Control is it's a great game. I love Control, and uh, pretty much anything from Remedy 
I love Max Payne, Alan Wake, uh, and this is their latest uh, game, which is Control, and, and, and I love Control. And so I think more people should play it and play through it because I thought it was a great game. And I just don't think a lot of people played through the entirety. They might have played through the first few missions or so, uh, but I don't think people played through the entirety of Control, and I think Control is a really great game, and, and people should should experience it. And so, for you know, I don't know if it's necessarily a hidden gem as far as not people not knowing about it, but I just don't think a lot of people played it. You know, uh, that seems to be the case for Remedy and a lot of their games. Mm-hmm. Um, their games are phenomenal. And I, I think a, people, a lot of people know about them. They just don't play them. And that's unfortunate because you're missing out on a great developer of games. I mean, I will say that I couldn't, I couldn't get into control myself. I got it. I own it. I just, I don't know. It was weird for me. I don't know. I played through, I played through probably a few hours of it. It was just a, I don't know. It was one of those games I just couldn't get into. It might have been because it was in the middle of a few other games. So that, that's what I have. I tend to think that a lot what happens with Remedy games is that they tend to release in between or right along some major AAA titles and they get washed out. I agree. Yeah, they, I think they so need too. to be a summer release specifically so they can get the game time they deserve. Yeah, because they make some great games. And I, and I agree with you, Patrick. I think they do release their games in a, in a horrible time. You know, they release them between a bunch of high-profile games that everybody's looking forward to, and they just get kind of thrown in with all the rest of it. And really, Rivety is... They make some awesome games, so check them right. out. Yep. I remember playing it, but I remember not getting to play too much of it. And I don't even remember why I stopped playing it. I just remember playing it and going, this is kind of an interesting, weird concept for a game. And then, you know, it looked it looked good. It played good. It's just I don't remember why I even stopped playing it. I bet if I look back at the time this one came out, it was because something else just took my attention. Right. Yeah, and that, I think that happens a lot with them. So, but, you know, for mine, uh, Hidden Gem, Remedy, or uh, Control... <laughs> by remedy uh, <laughs> it's one that you know for anyone that's not check this game out should definitely do uh do that check this game out but uh shane what's your next one uh it's funny that you brought up remedy because i was going to bring up alan wake uh it was an xbox live arcade game back uh 2012 and you know being that it was an arcade game it was a remedy game, and it was a full-fledged game. That thing is fantastic. That game is so good that I actually bought the DLC for it, and I don't do DLC very often. Um, it takes a, a big game to make me buy DLC, um, but it was fantastic. Um, the 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 story of it was so interesting, and so uh, it literally you're playing as a writer who's basically stuck in his own head and it felt that way. It felt like you were playing through that type of narrative with the way the, uh, the, uh, what do they call that when you voice over? God, I can't think of the term for it. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and then the gameplay itself was, I I thought I was going to hate because basically you weaken an enemy with the flashlight because they're the darkness uh, you weaken with the flashlight, and then you and then you take him out. I, I I just loved the whole thing, and then you know the DLC for it was just fantastic. I mean, I couldn't name five games on you know that I bought DLC for, but I got it for this one, and it's just amazing. I love that game. Uh, Remedy does, Remedy does 
different games, different types of games, and they do those types of games well. Don't try to put Remedy into a position to do anything set and specific and generic because they'll mess it up. Let them do what Remedy does. And that's just a, a fantastic game that anybody who didn't get a chance to play it needs to play it. Yeah. Alan Wake was on my list as well. Um, and I agree 100%. You know, don't put Remedy in a corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody puts Remedy in the corner, baby. <laughs> they put themselves in the corner by releasing at bad times. Hey, exactly. They and do. And and they have, I mean, like Remedy, every game they've made, I've loved. Even to, uh, uh, what was that one they put on the Xbox? Uh, shoot. Uh, Quantum, Quantum Break. Break. Quantum, Break. Quantum Break is yes. a great game. I mean, yes, uh, besides the final boss, which was kind of a letdown. The, the entirety of the game is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. And even Max Payne and Max Payne 2, which is also done by Remedy. Max Payne 3, I mean, was that one Remedy? That because... was Rockstar. Max okay, because that one felt different. Yeah, because that was Rockstar. But yeah. uh, Max Payne 1 and 2 were Remedy, and then Alan Wake and uh, Quantum Break and Control. These are all great games. I mean, there's not one game by Remedy that, me personally, that I don't like. So, I mean, for, for me... You're forgetting for about their iOS game, aren't you? Which one's that one? <laughs> Agents of Storm. Well, I don't, think, I don't think I ever played that. But, of course, everybody... Had, I don't even have an Apple, but... Of course, <laughs> uh, every, you know, everybody... Every main, every developer has some sort of mobile game, but uh, mm-hmm. and they're probably all crap. But uh, <laughs> besides mobile games, their their console releases and PC releases, uh, no matter what the developer, especially for Remedy, uh, it's a great game. So you know, check out Remedy's catalog. They they make some fantastic uh, games. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Russ, what's your number four, buddy? Uh, so again, I'm not going to go too old, not too new. Uh, this game was uh, originally released in 2018, April 24th of 2018. And, and it might be a, a bit of a surprise because initially I kind of got uh, annoyed with the game when I first started playing it, but then I started getting used to it. Uh, and that's Frostpunk. Um, Frostpunk was like a uh, city building survival game, um, I don't know. I just got really fascinated within that game, the the complexity of making sure you build the areas in the right spot, making sure the warm spots were where you needed to do. Uh, I enjoyed it much more on the PC than I did on the Xbox. I think that's probably half of what it was. I think it was able to download on the PC, so I got on the PC and I played it quite a few hours on that. And I mean, I got a couple of really good sized cities. I, I enjoyed that game quite a bit. Um, I never did get the expansion, um, but I did play quite a bit. I thought that was um, an a, a a good a good show of like how a hidden gem can work. Like you look at this game, and you're like, oh man, this is just another city builder. It's just this, but there's some some things to deal with when you're dealing with your 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 population, making sure they're fed, making sure they're warm, all those things that 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 have been in other games but it was just a different enough to be different and then the storyline and, and stuff like that was pretty well uh was well written as well so that that was my that's my number four hidden gem and like i said it's not quite 
I played it this year. I've been a little bit behind on games, so I know it released in 2018. But but for me this year, that was a hidden gem. That was something that I found this year that that I really enjoyed. I would that one. I wouldn't necessarily. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily call that a hidden gem. I mean, they sold like a lot of copies of it. Like oh, I think they sold almost two million copies by now. And they even made a board game out of it. It's that popular. Well, for me, I didn't game, know anything though. about it until this oh, year, yeah. so that's why I say for me, yeah. you know, yeah. it was it was something I didn't really know about or hear about because I'd been kind of absent there for a little bit. And so when I finally got back, you know, getting into back in my gaming, that's that was one of those first ones that I picked that I was like, oh wow, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's highly rated, you know, everywhere. And I, I said, like that, I know I like said, that game too. That game's t- that game's hard, but man, it does get hard towards the end. I've and seen I, it and seen it, but I have yet to try to play it. Well, you'll get to play the board game because I kickstarted the board game. So <laughs> sweet. Yeah, now we just got to be able to actually play a damn board game game together. Yeah, well, you guys got to stop getting sick. <laughs> well, I got cancer. I can't go stop away. that, but I can I can stay away from COVID. COVID's got to go away. All right, what about you, Pat? What's your number four? So I'm going to pick this game, and it came out last year, and it's just because I can't even get my own group of friends to play play this game, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I'm, I'm sure you guys have played it. Um, but it's a game that came out this year that I couldn't put down, and it's just not got – I mean, it's not usually – whenever you look in the reviews, it doesn't get a whole lot of reviews, a lot of people voting on it or anything, but it was Maneater, the game with the shark. I don't know why most people, why a lot of people didn't play it. it. It was this campy, weird little shark game where you eat everything. And I'm like, oh, this is like the old school, just like munchers type game, you know? And, it, and that's what it reminded me of. And it's just got the storyline is all campy and the narrative is hilarious. And you're just a shark and you're upgrading your shark so you can eat more and bigger things and do more damage. Um, I thought this was a great game that came out this year. I played it from start to end, couldn't put it down until I beat it. I, I beat the story on it and all that stuff, the different zones. Uh, did any guys play that game? Nope. I'm no, I'm still waiting I, for it to go on sale. Yeah, I've, I've been waiting sell, for I mean, it's been on for like sell for 25 bucks, but I'm waiting for it to go a little bit lower than that before I pick it up. Right. I've okay. had it installed three times, I think, and, and haven't started it. <laughs> uh, it's just great. I mean, you're just a shark eating people and things and upgrading your shark so he's more of an alpha predator and stuff like that. It's a really great game, and it's just a simple single-player time waster game, in my opinion. And it's it's just long enough that it need, it's just long enough to where you, once you start to feel like it's getting repetitive, it just ends, and you're like, all right, this game was long enough, long as it needed to be. So fun game there. Uh, like I said, just kind of a weird little time killer game. I don't think it fared too well in the reviews. I think I mean I think it did average in the seventies and stuff. Yeah, like it got that. moderate reviews or average yeah. reviews. Yeah. But in all honesty, I think it's just it was a great game. I mean, I got it right when it came out because it looked funny, and I'd watched a few trailers, and it's really good. I I highly recommend anybody that just likes those time waster games to get it. It's uh, it's pretty hilarious. Jaws, <laughs> Jaws in the video game. All right, Nick, what do you got next for us, man? Well, the last one I have for 2020, and I think it might be a little bit of controversy between the group, is a game that um, got pretty highly rated, but I just don't think a lot of people will go out and experience it, which is Call of the Sea. We reviewed this game. Uh, Me and Patrick really love this game. 
And, it, you know, like I said, it got really good reviews. I just think a lot of people will probably kind of overlook this game and kind of not check it out. And I think they should. I think this is a hidden gem of uh, the towards the end of 2020 that came out. And, uh, yeah, this game was a lot of fun. It was a really good puzzle game and a uh, really good story. And I think... Uh, I think just a lot of people will probably pass it up just because of the looks, maybe the graphics or the artistry, that 1950s kind of look to it, uh, where a lot of people may not play it. But I think you really should. I think this game is really good and, and a lot of fun. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of people will probably pass it up just because of that, even with the good ratings that it's gotten. And uh, I think people should go back and, and check it out, especially right now it's on Game Pass. So, you know, why not? But yeah, right. yeah, oh my, exactly. If you oh got my game God, pass, I fell asleep yeah. again just hearing about it. <laughs> okay. yeah, it, doesn't, so <laughs> it doesn't get a lot of reviews. It doesn't, but the reviews that it does get are always highly rated. All right. Yeah, I mean, oh. my, my last one for 2020 is Call of Duty. I think, I think that one just, you know, it, it's a good game. It really is, and I just don't think it will get the praise or the, uh, uh, you know, the the play from the players as much as some of the other titles that came out, especially coming out toward the end of the year when the new, you know, series X and the PlayStation five and all those games that came out and things like this, this is a series X, uh, compatible game. I think it only came out on the series X and PC, but, um, and the Xbox one, I believe, but, uh, it is series X, uh, upgraded in some sense. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a, it's a good game. So, you know, if you have an Xbox or a PC, you should definitely check it out. I think it's a good one that you should check out. Especially if you have uh, problems sleeping. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was sure. very good for my, my sleeping issues. Uh, yeah. I put me right down. Yeah, Shane, <laughs> he had to tuck away his NyQuil because this game... Put him to sleep. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. It was the turkey of video games. It was so sleepy. But what's <laughs> funny is we literally we split that booger right down the middle. You know, you you and Pat loved it. Me and Russ, you know, we woke up, it was still on. Um that's but it's you know, it's that's one of those things where you can I can say, yeah, it's a good game because if you two like it and you two can agree on it, then it's a good game. It's just not my game. Right. What's your next one? My next one, I, I honestly I can't remember if it sold well or not, but Dragon's Dogma. I don't believe that one got the praise and the hype that it deserved. Um, it was uh, Cap Capcom, right? If I remember right, RPG. Yep. Capcom. And um, it was fantastic. Um, it it started off a little eh, just a little bit and then it just Im- immediately picked up i mean you're literally fighting this giant freaking dragon uh you know one minute and the next minute you know you're climbing up a, a freaking cyclops stabbing him in the eye you know it's uh it's just the the monsters in it are fantastic the combat in it is you know it's it's an action based rpg um, the storyline in it's fantastic. You know, you do your whole creative character thing, which is kind of typical, which is fine. Uh, but the story on it was solid. 
what made it really interesting was as you create a, uh, I believe they called it a paladin, a side character that uh, your buddy can, you know, borrow and bring into his game to help him out and do things and build, uh, then he builds up XP there and vice versa. You can, you know, charge and rent out your, uh, your character to random people on uh, online it's and it was fantastic where you could rent one out too it's you know if you got the money rent you out a you know a high level you're a 12 but you want to go do some really high level stuff for a little bit if you got the bank you can rent out a high level character to bring with you and you know help take up some of that damage um that game was fantastic i i really want to see a uh a sequel to it. Um, I actually got another game that I actually bought DLC for, uh, and I enjoyed every bit of it. Absolutely every bit of it. The uh, uh, the game should have should have gotten got more praise in it than it did. Uh, if I remember right, the reviews were fairly mixed on it, but I honestly cannot remember that far back because it's not that old. Though. I think it was. 2012 2013 so it's not terribly old but it was a fantastic game it deserves a sequel uh there is a hd remaster you know kind of a cheap remaster but there is an hd remaster on uh on xbox so you can check it out and i highly recommend you do Leave yeah, it that's what i say this Leave it to, Shane to pick a game and 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 a selling point is you get to whore out your partner <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, that was one of the mechanics of it. Yeah, I didn't put this game on my list, but I would agree with you, Shane. This, this game was a hidden gem. I love Dragon's Dogma. It's one of my favorite, especially for Capcom. It's one of my favorite Capcom games, which I love a, ca- a lot of Capcom games. But yeah, uh, there, there's a lot of Capcom games, kind of like Remedy, except for without the solid, you know, right. solidness and to it. That, Dragon's that Dogma was one of those, like, you know, one of those ones that they just kind of like. It almost like one of those experimental ones where they just kind of came mm. out with it and say, yeah, like, how how well does this do? And yeah, that game was fantastic, and it, I don't think it got quite the reception it should have because yeah. I agree, it should have a second one. I never yeah. played it, so <laughs> I think you should. You know, I, I I think it's actually on Game Pass right now. Right, but I'm it a graphics snob. Was. So. I know you're a dirty, dirty graphics snob, but. You're uh, you're missing out. You really are. Um, I, I think you should just suck it up, Buttercup, and and give it a whirl. Maybe if I ever get any time, maybe I'll try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time has been a real issue lately. All right, Russ, what do you got, buddy? What is your next one? Well, I'm just going to go with my theme of like games that I've played this year that I kind of find out of nowhere. And again, I, I'm not 100% sure on the 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 talking about this, the 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 reviews and everything like that. I just know that for a game that I normally don't find interesting, the Banner Saga, I, I really found that uh, that was a really fun game. I think that was the very first um, and and remind me of the play style. It's kind of like uh, Boulder's Gate and stuff like that, and stuff like th- and, and things like that, where you're like, it, it's kind of like Gloomhaven, where you make your move, then you can make your action and stuff. It's it's kind of the first game that I've ever played in that style. Yeah, it's like a party-based RPG strategy RPG. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, I put a good seven, eight hours um, into it, and I actually still have it installed. And, and if I could get used to some of the mechanics of it, I'd probably play a lot more. But I, I really like the story. It's kind of a Viking Age story. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. So that was an, that was, that's a big surprise for me, a hidden gem for me, because I normally don't like these kind of games. I normally don't get very passionate about playing these kind of games. Usually... I need something to kind of keep my interest a little bit quicker, but this one here, I've I've been quite patient with and played through a little bit and and look look to 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 play more of it as as time goes through. But that's my again, even though I know it's probably an older game, it it was found this year for me and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, that reminds me of what's that other game, Nick, that you recommended that's very similar to the to the you know turn based. Uh, strategic combat like that. I can't remember what it was called now. Battle Chasers. That's what it was. I don't know why. Yeah, Battle Chasers. Yeah. yeah, that's that's another, I mean, yeah, that's another game that I think I played this year as well that, that I played quite a bit of too. So this was a different year for, for Russ in the in the RPG, the, the different styles <laughs> of RPGs for sure that, that, that I played in the past. I enjoyed that one quite a bit too. I, I actually beat that one, I think. I'd have to go back and remember, but um, I played quite a bit this year. Yeah, it's all about that party-based strategy game. Those are those are kind of fun. What about you, oh. Pat? Um, I am gonna pick a game that Nick recommended that I play that I really was not interested in because, as I've admitted admitted many times before, I'm a graphics snob, and it's a game that came out this year. Um, and the only reason I played it was because it was on Game Pass, and it was Carrion. That game Carrion, is like a yes. Yep, that's a reverse horror game. I mean, really. You're the bad guy. You're the creature, the thing that goes bump in the night, and you're eat, killing people and eating people. You know, and up. You know, it's really fun game. I mean, I, at first I was like, this looks like garbage, and then the more you play and the more you expand and the the levels and the different ways of killing the people, I'm like, this is kind of fun. You stalk and kill humans along along this facility path. <laughs> so I really enjoyed Carrion, and uh, I I actually played it because of a recommendation of Nick. I wasn't that interested in it, and Nick told me about it. Um, Nick, Nick seems to find these weird games on Game Pass that, that turn out to be really, really good. Because I was trying to remember another game, and I could not remember the name of it, Nick. The, the king, was it Kingdom? What was that Kingdom's game? Oh, like, the, the side-scrolly thing. Kingdom's yeah. Two Crowns. Yeah, that was another one that I played at your recommendation. And they're just hidden gems. Like, a lot of people won't even, won't even play them. And I wouldn't have played them, because both of these games look like 8-bit games you look like retro style games when you look at them they're all the old school side scrolling and uh retro look to them the blocky retro look yeah so they were both fantastic yeah so the the two crowns game that game was was really good um uh, and you, nick you and i played the that one together uh quite a bit because yeah. nick yeah, was, that game was a lot of fun yeah, it was really fun, especially with friends, because it's really hard by yourself, especially once your wall gets longer and longer and longer. <laughs> yeah, that that game definitely had some really, uh, really just odd and interesting things going on with it. I was really surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did, because me and Nick, we played the crap out of it. Yep. I think I think all of us played with Nick. Nick played like Nick played the game so many times so he could play with us <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, that so, game was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, cool. Nick, what else you got for us on your list, man? 
Well, I'm going to, so I got a lot, so that's all the ones I had for 2020, but I got a lot for uh, older games, so I'm going to go kind of two at a time, so I can kind of get through them a little quicker. Uh, So the first one is Alpha Protocol. Uh, Alpha Protocol is a game made by Obsidian. Uh, It's a spy-based game, and this game, you know, it had a lot of bugs. I don't think it got a lot of, uh, it had a lot of bugs and glitches, so I don't think it got a very high scores but it's a really good game I like the story and everything i mean you play a spy who almost plays like archer or uh you know uh, it's kind of like a mixture of like 007 and archer and all those kind of funny spy you know movies and stuff like that along with kind of seriousness too so um you know this is kind of like their it is an RPG action RPG, you know, because when you fight, it's not RPG style. It's, it's, it's more like a third-person action. But uh, the story and things like that kind of play out RPG-ish. Um, so uh, Alpha Protocol is, I mean, you can probably pick this game up for nothing anymore. Uh, it's usually on sale all the time. You probably pick it up for like a buck or two out on Steam when they go on sale. But uh, it has a lot of bugs and a lot of glitches. But if you can get through those, and I'm probably sure there's probably a lot of mod, uh, you know, modifications and various things like that that mods have done to kind of fix a lot of the bugs and stuff that you could download. Um, this game is really good. It's a really good game. So uh, Alpha Protocol. And then for my second one, just kind of, like I said, to kind of get through my list a little bit quicker because I have a pretty long list, is Sleeping Dogs. Uh, Sleeping Dogs came out in, uh, I think, the 360 era. It was kind of like Grand Theft Auto and kind of like, you know, kind of Driver and kind of like, oh, I can't remember the other game, uh, Dead to Rights. I think it was the other one. It was kind of like those games, but it was really good. And it got, I think it got a lot of reception, got really good scores around the time. I just don't think a lot of people played it. I think it came out toward the end of the 360 lifespan. So then the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 were coming out. And so it kind of got lost in the mix. But uh, Sleeping Dogs is another game that I think... I think it is backwards compatible in the Xbox One, so you can't play it there. Um, but also, it it is on PC, and uh, it's a fairly cheap game. Uh, but it's a really good game. So, you know, both of these games are, 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 are fairly cheap, easy to find, and really good games that you should uh, not sleep on. So, <laughs> yep. Alpha Protocol and Sleeping Dogs. I played and beat Sleeping Dogs. It was a good game. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Yep. So those those are two. I'll, I'll go with those two, and then I'll do two more when the, when my time comes around. But uh, Shane, what do you got? Well, I only got two left, so I'm just gonna give one now, and I'll throw one later. Uh, Remnant from the Ashes. Um, I don't know how well it sold. I do know that we put a ton of time in it. Uh, the game is an absolute co-op blast. Uh, I couldn't tell you a bit of the story. I can tell you that everything we played that was just fun as heck. Uh, the weapons, the characters, the powers that you get, the enemies are cool. I mean, everything about this game is just just absolute fun. Um, I think it was you, Nick, that brought this one up. 
which is typically you that bring all the games up uh, that we don't know about. And this thing is fantastic. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many hours we put into it. I know that uh, I've never been able to beat it because every time we go into it with a three-player to beat it, uh, we can never seem to make it work. But uh, the game is... uh, the game was a real surprise to me that I enjoyed it as much as I have. Uh, you know, it's a melee combat. It's a shooter. It's, uh, you know, RPG. It's just a freaking blast of a game. I mean, I don't think anybody here can really complain about it. Yeah, I almost put that on my list. And I, for- I Actually, I meant to, and I forgot. Uh, yeah, that's that's that game is great. Yep. Uh, yeah, we played through quite a few times. We've even mm. tried some of the new content. Yep, which is hard as hell. And me and Nick have actually beat it twice. <laughs> and once for him and yeah. once for me. Yeah, yeah. And every time we tried it with me, the game would not let us beat the damn thing. <laughs> the game didn't like you, apparently. Yeah. It did not. It was like, he ain't beating nothing. We even Shane tried is... it with just me and you, because we had a, uh, like you said, Shane, we had a hard time with three people. So we just tried it yeah. with, like, just me and you. I think it was just me and you pl- tried to beat the boss and still had a hard time with it. Yeah. Shane is always just fodder. He's our fodder guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, go get Shane. Sick Shane. We'll, we'll beat on him while you're chasing Shane around. You know what? That's all right. I have my role. I have my role. <laughs> all right, Russ, what about you, buddy? Again, this is an older game for me, and it's probably one of the like first, like, true rpg games that that i've played beyond final fantasy 8 and that's saga frontier 2 um i i don't remember how well this sold i just know that at the time of release i was stationed in korea and i just got me a playstation and it had come out and i was like well i want to try something different you know let me try this and it's a turn-based you know, game. It was one of the very first turn bases I really played beyond Final Fantasy VIII, which, I mean, I think Final Fantasy VIII came in, what, 98, 97? 97, um, I believe. Something like that. So it was like, like this is my second true blue RPG. Um, the story was so much fun. Um, you know, the main characters in there, I, I don't, it's been, a, I've slept a little bit, um, so it's been a minute, but but I remember getting Saga Frontier 2 and, and really enjoying that game and, and loving that. I'm sure I'm sure Nick's probably played it 47 times. And, yep, and, and, I love Saga Frontier. You know, and uh, and and it's a you know it's a it's a, it's it's an easy pick too because it's a Square game. It's a Square Enix game, or I think at that time they were SquareSoft or whatever. But you know, it's it it is still all that. But I mean, it's just it's something I remember. It's one of those things that I remember. When I grabbed it, I was like, I don't, I don't know why I'm going to spend fifty dollars on this, but I'm going to try it anyway and 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 see. And and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, the combat was a little bit different than what I was used to, but I mean, when we look at games and we talk about games that are, um, you know, hidden gems, maybe for you guys because of the amount of games you play, it's hidden gems of like what nobody knew. But more, I when I think of a hidden gem, especially when it comes to the past, it's games that I surprisingly really really enjoyed when i didn't expect to so the, i guess maybe i'm looking at it more a little bit introspectively uh than most but pat what about you what's what's the next one on your list 
So I'm going to pick a game from this year uh, that maybe not a lot of people have played. Um, and it was, uh, uh, it, it seems to get okay reviews, but not a whole lot of reviews. When I was looking for reviews to see if I wanted to play it or not, I couldn't finally find any. And it's, uh, yes, your grace. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody's played that, but it's like a, it's like a kingdom management simulator with a story behind it. Uh, it's really, really fun. Um, it's really kind of a casual uh, kingdom builder, if you will. I mean, it's not a whole lot to manage. It's a lot of story and a lot of just cool, neat little features in a game. I thought it was really good. Um, I don't know if anybody here's played it or not. Uh, it's from this year. I've heard of it. But uh, I never yeah. played it. Yep. It's, it was on one of those games that I just tried on a whim and I'm like a little small game that doesn't take a whole lot of time and a whole lot of thought. Um, but it's, it's basically a kingdom management RPG if you want to think of it that way. And basically parishioners come to your throne and ask for patience or ask for advice and stuff like that. So, you know, it's kind of an interesting concept. It kind of reminds me of some of the other like uh, choice and consequences game uh, with medieval storytelling. So, Definitely should check that one out, and that's from this year. It's a little hidden hidden gem, I would consider, because I couldn't find hardly anything on it when I was trying to decide if I wanted to get it and play it or not. So that was a good one. Um, Nick, what else do you got now? You said your list is pretty long, huh? Yeah. So the next two I have are... Uh, first one is Hellblade. Uh, Hellblade is a game that came out... Um, yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people, I, you know, it has kind of a following, but I don't think a lot of people played it. And Hellblade, uh, the first one, you know, they have a second one coming out at some point, but this first Hellblade, uh, it's a great game. Uh, it's so, I mean, just the the audio portion of Hellblade is phenomenal, uh, or let alone the just the game itself. It's a great game. So I, I, you know, uh, what is it? Sinuous Saga, right? Or is that the second one? Sinuous. No, Hellblade Sinuous Saga is the first one. And then there's the new one coming up is Hellblade. Oh crap! You had to bring that up. Now it's gonna drive me nuts. Like <laughs> I, I feel like it's very unfair right now because I literally scratched that off my list because I got railed a minute ago for picking one that seemed to be pretty popular. And that game yeah. I thought was that a pretty popular, popular game. Overall. It's singing with sacrifice is the first yes. one. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know it's if it's popular, popular or not. You know, I mean, I feel like it's popular, but I feel like a lot of people probably didn't play it. You know, I think it's popular by. Uh, word of mouth more than it is play. You know, yeah, it, it sold over a million copies within the first year it was out. I mean, that's but, pretty popular for video games. But I do agree with you. In any case, Nick, it is an amazing game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's... It is an amazing game. So if you haven't played it, you should play it. <laughs> and if you do play it, play it with headphones. Play it with headphones, yeah. yeah. It's a great game. I mean, uh, yeah, it's doing so well, they're doing a second one, like you said. For sure, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's a it, you know by a great company. Uh, who's the company again? Uh, shoot, I'm just dogging uh, on the name. Uh, uh, you had to you had to say it. Ninja, right? yeah, Ninja Theory. Yeah, Ninja Theory. Yeah. <clears throat> so it, yeah, Ninja Theory is a great company, and so yeah, I'm really looking forward to the second one. Um, so yeah, Hellblade, and and for my second one, uh, in my list is Blue Dragon. Blue Dragon came out on 360. It was made by Miss Walker. 
Uh, it's kind of it was uh, the graphical uh, character design and enemy design was made by uh, the Dragon Ball uh, artist. I can't think of his name. The guy does all the Dragon Ball game or movies and shows and games and various things like that. Uh, it did the artistry for this game. It was an RPG, uh, overworld RPG, Blue Dragon. I again, you know, Blue Dragon is a great game. Um, I just don't think a lot of people played it back then, and they should have because it's one of the, it's probably one of the 360s, not the greatest. I'll get to the greatest, but one of the greatest RPGs on the 360, uh, Blue Dragon. So, and Absolutely. I think that game is backwards compatible on the Xbox One. So, if you have an Xbox One or it an is. Xbox Series X, go buy it. It's worth it. Play through it. It's a fantastic game. Yep, absolutely. That was uh that was a a launch game, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was not a launch game, I don't believe. Uh but it was uh no, I don't think it was a launch game for the 360, but it was I think it came out like a, a year or two after the 360 launch. So it was it was close to its launch period, but it mm-hmm. wasn't a launch game. Um but it is made by Miss Walker which I have some other Miss Walker games on this on this uh, list. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Blue Dragon is a great game. Again, it's on the Xbox One. It's backwards compatible. Go download it. Go buy it. It's a great game. Yeah. So, Shane, what's your next one? All right. Well, my, my, my last one on my list is uh, Max Curse of the Brotherhood. It's kind of a out-of-my-realm type game. It's a... Uh, and I... You know, I enjoy platformers, but it's a uh, puzzle platformer. Uh, uh, the art style is just wow. It's such a beautiful, beautiful game. Very cartoonish uh, game. Uh, somebody kidnaps your annoying little brother and, you, you know, takes him off to this weird little world and you follow along. And then you have this magic uh, marker that uh, helps you get from level to level. Um and as you progress, it uh, you get more abilities, uh, more powers, and whatnot. The story is freaking hilarious. The character designs are, are fantastic. The enemies hilarious. Um, but it was one I can't remember why I started playing it, but oh, I got it for one of the kids. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna give it a try now. And <laughs> I freaking love this game. It's so fun, and it's just absolutely even even now. This came out came out I don't know six years ago I guess or more, and uh, even now it's still absolutely a gorgeous game, just beautiful beautiful game, and but it's just fun. It really is a fun fun game. If you like puzzles and you're okay with some platforming stuff, you'll love it. You really will. Um, I couldn't tell you who made it right off the top of my head, um, but I do know that uh, I was uh, it was an Xbox game studio, so. Uh, but it's fantastic. You should give it a try, especially if you got kids and, um, you know, they'll love it. My, my son loved it. Uh, my girls, they couldn't care less, but I don't like them as much as my son. So, but the uh, game's great. Uh, highly recommend it. What about you, Russ? You got anything else on your plate? Maybe just an honorable mention. I, in actuality, um, Nick kind of took the one that was going to kind of get me over the top with our list here, but, but, and I don't know if I want to even 
mention this game because I feel I'm going to get railed a little bit for it, but like it's a very old game, but I feel like this game during that genre, I know it's got a couple of titles to it, but I feel like this is one of those games that I would have thought to never play at that age. And I tried it and it like just changed my life. And maybe it's, it's also cheating because it's like doom in space and, and it's uh, and that's descent. For Descent, I thought was was kind of like, but every I think everybody who was really a PC gamer played it. But for me, when I first found it, I was like just enamored by by that game, and and so it's just kind of maybe it's more of an honorable mention and a kind of help and finish out the list type of game. Um, but it's definitely not necessarily a hidden gem because if you're a gamer, you pretty much know what this. You should know. I mean, everybody here knows what Descent is, right? Yep, oh, yeah. love it. Love to see. Yeah. Yep. So, so maybe maybe that was a, a a game for a different podcast, but I feel like that was like one of those games where, me personally, I wouldn't probably never tried, but when I tried it, I was like addicted. And like seventeen hours later, you know, and I, I didn't even know what my name was. So, but in any case, uh, that pretty much ends up that that ends my list uh, for those. So I'll, I'll I'll send it to Pat and let them finish it out. So, yep, I've got a game from this year. Uh, actually, no, it's not this year. Sorry, it's a couple years ago. Um, and it was uh, something I just found on Game Pass, and it was Deliver Us the Moon. It's a little uh, story-type adventure game. It was, you know, I'm I'm a big puzzle slash... I like puzzle games, especially if it's, like, something I can do while I'm not engrossed in a really uh, heavy game. And I wouldn't consider this heavy. It's kind of like a... It's kind of a mystery puzzle game where you're trying to figure out what happened to the people on the abandoned station and and on the abandoned moon station stuff like that video game. Pu- so like I said, it's a it's a puzzle game and it's and it, I would I would probably say it's a a puzzle slash simulator slash action game or not action but more adventure. Uh, there's not a whole lot of action in there, but it's like reading a story and interacting in the story. It was a really good game. Not a whole lot of reviews on it, but every review that it does get, it's always in the upper 90 percentile. So I think, you know, Steam gave it pretty high reviews, GameStop did. I think Metacritic is giving it an okay, but even on Steam, it's in the 90, it's in the 80, it's always in the upper 80s or lower 90s as far as the reviews go. And the reviews, reviews are pretty low. Uh, good game if you like story, video, uh, story and puzzle style video games. So definitely worth a check if you like that type of stuff. I don't know how big your list is left, Nick, but I've I've got a few on there as well. So I'll pass it back over to you to give us what's next on your list. All right. Yeah, Deliver Us to the Moon is on my list to play eventually. Yep. So So many games, Uh, not enough time. Right. Uh, So the next two that I have is, one is the best RPG ever created, in my opinion. Oh, 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 let me guess. Can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, I guess. Barbie. No, not Barbie. No, Lost Odyssey. I knew you were going to say Lost Odyssey. I remember when that game came out, I never heard you brag and gloat and gush on any game. All the years we've known each other on any game like you did that game. Yeah, Lost Odyssey is... Uh, it came out on Xbox 360 by Miss Walker again, same people that made Blue Dragon. Lost Odyssey doesn't have the cart; it didn't have the same artist, the Dragon Ball artist that did the uh, Blue Dragon. 
it, Lost Odyssey is is my all-time favorite RPG. I, I put so many hours in that game. I mean, I, every character was level 99. Um, I did everything in that game. That game was so much fun. I love that game to death and still love it to this day. It is backwards compatible on the Xbox One, so you can download it and, and buy it on there and get and play it. Um, it I think it's the best RPG ever, and I don't think it was played enough. I think everyone should experience Lost Odyssey. So Lost Odyssey is my next one, as well as uh, a game that came out on 360. I think it came out on the uh, early life cycle of 360, which is Eternal Sonata. Uh, Eternal Sonata is made by the same people that make uh, the Tales games, like Tales of whatever. You know, they make <laughs> Namco, I think it is, that makes a bunch of the Tales games. You know, you've probably seen a lot of those Tales of, what was the last one? Tales of Baristia or whatever yeah, it was. Basaria, yeah, Basaria, yeah. Yeah, Basaria. Uh, they made a game called uh, Eternal Sonata, which was about uh, musicians. Or not musicians, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, musicians. Not Yeah, yeah, musicians. <laughs> like uh, Mozart and uh, Beethoven and various things like that. And it was a it was an RPG about them really the the characters in there were named Mozart and Beethoven and uh, different musicians uh, classical musicians and that, it was an RPG and where you played uh, different musical instruments and various things like that and, and it was a really great story so uh, Eternal Sonata I don't know if that one is backwards compatible or not I don't think it is but it should be because it was a great game. Uh, it was a great 360 game and uh, a great RPG. So I don't know if a lot of people played that one because I think most people are probably into the Tales series because that's a more popular series by them, by Namco and and, and their uh, RPGs that they make. But Eternal Sonata was kind of like a side. Uh, it it kind of fall, fall in line of the Tales series as far as how the combat and the RPG went, but uh, a totally different story and various things like that. So... Uh, Eternal Sonata is my second one on that list. So, uh, Pat, what else you got? All right, so I've got one from this year, um, and it was kind of a cute little game that I picked up on. Uh, this one might have been Game Pass, called Spirit Fair. Um, I'd actually come across it looking for a game because I was bored. And it turned out to be a really good game. Uh, came out, yeah, it came out this year, like around August. It's kind of a weird little sim management game, sandbox style, where you're uh, you're basically a fairy. You're a fairy master. You've taken over for a deceased fairy master. A fairy master dies in the beginning of the game, and you take over for him. And you're on a boat, and you basically befriend spirits and ferry them to the afterlife. It's it's an interesting and at some point, emotionally sad type game, but it's definitely one that kind of teaches you about life and death and stuff like that. And it's a, it's a game about dying is what it's a game about. Um, and you explore the world on your boat and you meet uh, spirits and you bring them on your boat, you take care of them, and then you ferry them to the afterlife. Uh, so it's, it's an interesting kind of management, sim management game. Um, it was so good that I actually put downloaded it and let my daughter play, and she really enjoyed it. It got to the part where she was a little confused on what to do because – it's probably a little bit more advanced than what she is used to playing, but I thought it was a really good game. And that was Spearfare came out this year. Uh, you guys, Nick, you play that one? I did, yeah. And especially, you know, for that game, exactly what you said. If you have daughters, 
this is definitely the game for them. It's a cutesy, fun little game. And uh, if you have a daughter that you want to play games with, this is a perfect game to pick. Yep. It's a good game. Um, I've only got three left on my list. What do you got left on yours, Nick? I got quite a few, so I'll go through. Uh, I'll go through. I'll go. Through, I'll go through the next four, and then you can do yours, and then I'll do the last. So, last, uh, the next few I have are a couple of Wii games. Uh, first one is Mad World. Mad World was on the Wii. I don't know if any of you remember Mad World. Uh, it was kind of like Shane, the black and that white one. one? Yeah. Black and white uh, art style. Like? It was uh, everything seemed to be hand drawn. Um, yeah, it was really stupidly weird. That it like just you, like push it... people through like the crusher it, and stuff like that. You yeah, throw people it, into, like different death it, traps. It, yeah, it was so stupidly weird that it, it made it that much more interesting to play because like how far does this game go and. That game was. It was a. It was a surprising blast. I mean, if you still got a Wii somewhere, man, go pick it up. It can't be that much. Yeah, Mad World was pretty cool. I mean, it was pretty much like you were like I don't know. It was set in like it was kind of like uh, where you were like a criminal or something like that, and it was kind of like Mad Max style where you would fight in an arena, but you could put three people through like you know, crushers and like, you know, little chainsaw areas and things that would chop people up and take their heads off and arms, limbs and everything, blood flowing everywhere. It was a gruesome game. But it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. Uh and, and kind of in that in that vein of games, we have Manhunt. I think Manhunt and Manhunt Two, I uh, kind of throw them together. Were a game by Rockstar that I really wish would come back. I loved Manhunt, and that game was gruesome and cruel, and you know it it kind of had some controversy around the time that it came out. But you know we have way more games nowadays that are way worse than that. But at the time, Manhunt was really cool. Yeah, Manhunt is a pretty cool game, and I think one that you know just didn't get enough attention that Rockstar probably won't make another sequel to. I mean, hopefully they will, but I doubt it. Um, but Manhunt yeah, is a pretty cool game. Uh, the next one I have is uh, Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive was a three, or no, it was an Xbox One game that came out towards the beginning of Xbox One, uh, made by uh, people who made Ghost of Tsushima, Sucker Punch. So, uh, Sunset Overdrive is a great game. Uh, open world, sandbox, go around, kill people. It has objectives and it has a story and things like that. You can grind on rails or like power lines and stuff like that. And you kill enemies and you bounce all around and you have crazy kooky weapons and stuff. Uh, Sunset Overdrive was a great game. I really wish they'd make a sequel to Sunset Overdrive. I doubt they will now that they're owned by Sony. So we'll probably never see a sequel to this game, but uh, Sunset Overdrive was a was a great a great game. I thought Sunset. Am I thinking of the wrong game? I thought Sunset Overdrive was Insomniac Studio, Insomniac Games. So, was it Insomniac? Yeah, I, thought that was Insomniac. I was just gonna say because I thought that one was the one that that was on that that came out on like Xbox. So yeah, that's what I was saying. It was an Xbox game. It was Insomniac. Yeah, it was Insomniac. My bad. I'm sorry. 
I was just like, I was like, wait a minute, they they only they don't do. But I think doesn't Sony didn't Sony buy Insomniac or is Insomniac still open? I thought they bought them. I don't I don't know if they bought them or not. I thought I thought they were still around, but mm. you know I could be wrong. Because they made maybe, the Immortal games actually, on PlayStation. Yeah, I think you are right. I can't remember, but yeah, maybe they're their parent company or now, so you might be right mm. on that one. Which yeah, means we I, I want to say <laughs> that Sony bought them or bought the parent company for them, so they're no longer be able to bank games, you know, outside of Sony products. Yeah, I, I mean, hopefully not. You know, I was wrong about the Sucker Punch. Sorry about that. But I was, uh, well, I'm pretty sure Insomniac is owned by Sony now, or the parent company that owns Insomniac is. So, you're, pro- you're, I think you're right because didn't they do the Miles in Insomniac part of the Miles Morales? Then they do Miles Morales. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I think they're the uh, ones who were part of the Miles Morales thing with with Sony. Yeah, they Which did. Would make sense. They yeah. did, did Spider Man and, and Miles Morales, so I'm sure yeah. pretty sure Sony's picked they're, them up. Yep. So we'll probably not see a Sunset Overdrive again, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. That was a really good game. Um, and then the last one I have, or not the last one on my list, but the last one before we go back to Patrick, is the Flame and the Flood. Uh, I think me and Patrick played the Flame and the Flood, and that's a really good game. Um, yeah, that's I don't an think interesting concept. Yeah, it's a pretty cool game, and so I don't think a lot of people played it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I th- it was on Game Pass. I don't think it is anymore, though. Yeah, I don't think so, neither. But, yeah, it was definitely an interesting concept. You upgrade a raft and float down a river and stop at these little places and, and look at you know things and gather materials to upgrade your, your uh, little boat that you made, stuff like that. It's kind of right. cool. Crafting. Yeah, and it had a pretty good little soundtrack, too, to it. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, the Flame of the Flood. I think it's a pretty cheap game, though, so probably wouldn't be too too easy or too hard to pick it up. Yep, that's a good one. I like that one. What about you, Pat? Uh, so I've got three left, and I'll just kind of run through them really quick. One of them probably doesn't really belong on the list, and I'll start with that one just because it's not really fully released, and and it, we played it on on game preview, and it was grounded. Yeah, you know, we all played Grounded. It, it's not not a whole lot of people have played it, um, it unless you're in the gaming, unless you're in a, a decent gaming group or you group where you game quite a bit. Not a lot of people that I've that play games that I know of outside of our little group have heard of it. Um, and it's uh, it's a really good game, and we put quite a few hours into it. And once it's fully fleshed out, I'm sure we'll go back to it and put some more time in it. And it was also one of our very first early game reviews uh, when we started podcasting. Um, so it was a yeah. good one. Yeah, it's really sad that people haven't played that game because that's a really good game. People right. should really check that game out. That's a really good uh, survival, uh, co-op survival game. Yep, it's basically a spin on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids survival game. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really good, though. I mean, it, oh, yeah. really, really Obsidian good, yeah. did that one, and Obsidian's yep. a great company, and they did a really good, jo- uh, really good job on this one. So, Yep, and that would actually be my last one for 2020. Um, another one that I'll put out there, it's probably a little bit more popular now, um, than when it first came out, but Disco Elysium, that game was weirdly fun and interesting. I don't know, I don't know, that game just kind of just sucks you in because it's so extremely weird. I waited for so long for it to go on sale because it never seemed to go on sale, and then it finally went on sale one time and I bought it and I played through it and 
it uh, it's a really really cool narrative game and and they're doing a remaster of it or remake when it's going to be fully voiced over and i kind of want to play the fully voiced version because there is a lot of reading in this game yeah for sure that was one of the that was one i picked up as soon as it came out too i think i paid full price for that one because i bought it when it first came out but yeah it's a really good game I was worried about how much reading it was involved in, and I have to be in the mood to play a game that has a lot of dialogue that I have to read. So I waited and waited and, and when I got it, it was definitely worth it. I played the mess out of it. And then the last one on my list is is one that I had played earlier in this year. It didn't come out this year, it came out like twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen or something like that. And it was it was a hard one I was having a hard time remembering the title was, and it was the Red Strings Club. The Red Strings Club is like a futuristic cyberpunk style gaming. It's um, it's kind of a point and click adventure game. You you, it's basically a game about experiencing fate and stuff like that, an extensive use of um, of like bartending and I don't know how to explain it. It's an anti corporation type game. If you play it through, you'll understand. There's like you're a hacker, a freelance hacker, and you can basically um, you mix drinks to get people to talk to you, and you by mixing the drinks, you kind of got to tailor the drink to their uh, mood that you want to enhance so that you can ask them questions related to that mood, and hopefully they'll answer it because you're kind of, a, like I said, you're a freelance hacker slash detective, and you play. Part of the game is an AI entity who installs behavioral type mods in people, and eventually the AI becomes uh, rebellious. And say there's a guy coming in and he's wants to be more assertive so he can be further his career on the board. Well, you go in and you sabotage it and you make him more mousy or more, you know, <laughs> just it, it's a really I don't know how else to explain it. Besides, it's just a very gratifying game to play. Um, it's got a lot of really good writing. Uh, the it's just the scenes are pretty good. It's a very retro looking game if you play it. It's not it it usually not inside my wheelhouse. And I just played this game on a whim. <laughs> I do like really retro. Good. Yeah, it's like it's pixel graphics, you know. Um, yeah, it sounds so, interesting. Yeah, it's like a cyberpunk style s game, and you yeah I don't know how else to explain it, but it's really good. It doesn't get a whole lot of play and a whole lot of review. You can pick it up for usually like fifteen bucks. Um, it's not a very right. long game either, so. Definitely one you should pick out, and it's a, a hidden gem that I really wasn't expecting to, to like. I was just looking for something because I was bored on Steam one day, and I think when I got it, it may have been on sale for like you know like ten bucks or eight bucks or something like that on a Steam sale. And I'm like, why not? It looks interesting. It, it's in. It comes up as you might like this game type thing. So it's a very like I said, it's it's a very story heavy adventure game uh, with some interesting concepts and twists in it. Uh, so definitely check that one out if you like. Uh, story rich games and an adventure and if you're into the cyberpunkish type gameplay it's definitely one you should take down um yeah that sounds pretty cool yeah so nick what you got left on your list man so i got four left on my list so i'll go through them real quick here uh the first one is papers please <laughs> i don't know how many people played papers please i mean it did get some kind of you know talk around the internet's about this game, but uh, you know I don't know how many people played it, but th this game is just super fun. It's just super weird and uh, it's it's you know it's pixelated, you know it's 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 kind of like old school looking, but it's a lot of fun. Um, so you know if you haven't checked out Papers Please, you could probably pick it up for nothing uh, nowadays, but 
it's it's still a fun game. It's just yep. weird. <laughs> I played that one. Yeah, and then uh, the the next two are uh, Wii titles that I haven't played, but I really want to. Um, these were titles that you know, even for me being a uh, hidden gem, they kind of came out toward the end of the Wii period, and they're you know these games are kind of hard to find. I mean, um, they're kind of expensive, they're kind of collectibles, and kind of difficult to pick up. And I just think that because they came out around the, the end of the Wii period and, you know, they're just hard to find and kind of expensive. But uh, the first one is uh, The Last Story. And the Last Story is an RPG, and it is also made by Miss Walker, who made Blue Dragon Lost Odyssey. It is a Wii game. It only came out for the Wii and uh, that one is almost impossible to find. I mean, the only place I've found it so far is on eBay. It's about 150 bucks uh, complete. So, you know, with the case and, you know, and manual and stuff like that. But uh, it got really good ratings. It got almost a 10, like a 9-something when it came out. But it just came out towards the end of the week, so I don't think it got a lot of, you know, look at. Uh, during that time another one is pandora's tower pandora's tower is not as expensive uh it's about maybe a 30 dollar game or less so it's not as difficult to find but still you're gonna have to look at probably uh, ebay to find it and uh it's made by xseed who make a lot of weird rpg games but it's supposedly this one's pretty good again it's an rpg it's a it's a pretty good game that I've heard. I, this is not one I've played, but I really want to. Uh, and and it, again, this was a game that came out towards the Wii's, uh, you know, the end of the Wii life. Uh, which you know, sometimes some really good RPGs or some really good games in general come out towards the end of the life of a console. And th- these two that I just talked about are two that did come out towards the end of the life of the these this console, the Wii, that supposedly were really good. Um, and the last one I have is a game that came out on the Xbox One. Uh, I don't think it came out last year. I think it came out a couple years ago, but it is an RPG. It was on Game Pass. I don't think it's on Game Pass anymore, but it is on Steam. And I think it is a pretty cheap game regardless uh, nowadays because the publisher or developer that made this game is no longer around because of some controversy or something like that but that is indivisible uh indivisible again is another rpg it's all hand-drawn voice acted it's a great rpg um i know me and shane played it when it was on game pass i don't think we beat it i don't think either of us beat it but we played quite a bit of it and we really liked it and I think it's off again Game Pass now. But uh, Indivisible is, again, a, a, an RPG, kind of turn-based RPG. But it has some kind of different functions on the turn-based. You know, you can kind of do some extra actions and various things like that. Uh, it's all fully voiced, all hand-drawn. Really nice, really look good-looking, like, platformer RPG, uh, turn-based RPG game. It's a really cool game, so... I don't think a lot of people were able to experience Indivisible. And again, I believe, due to some controversy, 
with a developer, um, money-wise or something like that, um, I don't think we'll ever see a game again from them. But the game that they did make, Indivisible, is a great game. So definitely right. check it out. Yep, I played that one. And uh, yeah, and and Lab Zero, the game, the game designer basically collapsed because of that controversy. So yeah, we will not be getting another one of those. <laughs> so we will not be. Unfortunately, we won't be getting it. And I did play it. Yep. Right. So it's one of those games that you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, like I said, unfortunately, we, you know, they did collapse. So we pro- we won't see another game from them again. Right. But yeah, they were working on some. Co- they were working on some uh, updates to the game or a new version or whatever, and now they're they basically stopped um, basically stopped uh, stopped the game development because of it. So, all right. But you know, if you can find Indivisible out there on the digital marketplace, definitely pick it up. You know, because I don't know how long this game's going to stick around. You know, I don't know how long it's going to be available for purchase. It may not be long. And it'll be gone, you know, because the developer's not around anymore. So um, if you see it and you see it on sale or see it for a pretty good price, pick it up before it goes away. Because it is a good game. They they did make a good game, (laughs) regardless of the the controversy and and various things that happened with the publisher. They did make a really good game. So pick it up and play it. Yep, definitely. Pretty good list. Pretty long list yet there, Nick. Anybody else got anything else they want to add before we close this one out? No, great, great choices. Yep, lots of lots of games. So if you haven't played some of these, it's probably worth checking out. At least Google them and see if it's something that would pique your interest. And you know, you can download them and try them out. I wrote a few down myself because I hadn't played them. So, <laughs> um, well, we appreciate yeah, everybody yeah. listening. Good. Yeah, one thing I want to say is, you know, if anybody thinks of anything that you know we didn't think of or we didn't list. You know, you can go to our, you know, this podcast will be on our YouTube as well um, or on our Facebook, of course, and Instagram. Uh, Please let us know, you know, what games we should be checking out. You know, there might be some hidden gems that we don't know about that you all who listen to this do know um, that we should, you know, that we didn't mention or maybe some that we, we didn't know about that we should we should check out. There's a lot of a lot of games out there that, you know it's easy to miss or to bypass and they're really good games. So. Yep. Too many games, not enough time. That's the story of a, the story of a gamer's life, right? Right. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody listening to this episode and we hope to catch you on the next.